And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of NCAST. You have your co-host, me, Prince Ayo, and... What's up, what's up? It's Brian. Yeah, hey, we're back. What are you saying? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's been, uh, I had a week break. Yeah, you did have a week break, so I wanted to get out a NCAST Plus episode that I've been thinking about for a while. Mm. But uh, the duo's back. Once again, we're back at it. Um, this time, Brian's in frame. I don't know if anybody noticed last time, but he's actually in frame. I actually like the setup. It has like a nice setup in the background and stuff like that. I really like his setup. Yeah, yeah. So um, within the past week, I got a another monitor. So now I'm rocking a dual monitor setup. And uh, I figured I wanted to try something new with my webcam instead of having it face on. I thought about it would be better to have like the side view. Uh, so kind of get my side appearance along with, uh, you know, getting my shelf in the background because uh, I, I like showing off some of my stuff. Because originally, yeah, because originally I was going to keep the face, the front facing camera and then having like a green screen behind me. But I think I'm actually liking what I'm doing right now with this. Uh, but I'm going to experiment some more. My, uh, I've had a screen, green screen for the longest, but I didn't have anything to hang it up with. Now I just got that. So I'm going to experiment a little bit. Uh, in my free time, and you know, because I got a lot of free time <laughs> true. these days. True, uh, that's very true. But well, yeah, I mean, I mean that's like the setup. It looks pretty cool. Not gonna lie. Yeah, but uh, that, that's what I've been up with so the past week. That was my that was my news highlight. But uh, Prince, what about you? What have you been doing the past week? Past week, it's been flying by. Like the days, like they're not becoming blur, but it's just like how fast they're going by. Even though like I'm running errands, I'm getting stuff done. Mm. I'm still working with like, you know, my website. Still trying to figure out this SEO. That's why our topic today is where it's at today because it's helping me learn um, search engine optimization. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, uh, school has been a little bit hectic. Um, thank God we have like a leader on our team. I mean, I I mean I'm a leader too, but like this lady's really. <laughs> been uh helping us like organize our group project stuff and we've been getting our stuff in the professor likes what we're producing so that's a good note um Mm -hmm. i guess we can't we haven't talked about it for at least like two episodes or i haven't talked about it for at least two episodes is uh covid19 um the update on that so it's today is may 3rd 2020 yeah this recording is on may 3rd yep correct and the stay-at-home order has been lifted, at least in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. And I don't know. What, what, have, what have you been seeing online, Ryan? I, I still haven't like gone out like that. Other than uh, but go ahead. I haven't actually seen the picture or video, but I hear everybody talking about how at the National Mall, uh, it's like packed and people are like losing their minds and like, oh, no, like... <laughs> We're going to get that second wave again. Um, and I mean, I have my thoughts and opinions about, you know, the whole like push to get things reopened. And uh, long story short, me personally, uh, I'm not going anywhere until I'm vaccinated. Aside from like the grocery store and like places where I like need to be, you know, like for food and stuff. Uh, and I'm going to try my absolute best to, to have it stay like that. Like, I have a pretty good feeling that my fall semester is still going to be online. But in the case that it is not, uh, I'm going to have to have some words with some people. 
but yeah, that's all I really have to say on that topic. It's just that for me, in my opinion on it, at least in the Maryland area and the stats that I've been looking at for COVID-19 cases, they just keep going up. Like we're at 24,000. Yeah, yeah. I've been because I've been keeping up with like the national graphs, and like it's been slowing down, but we haven't dipped yet, and that's a problem because it's been going up for like weeks and weeks and weeks. And and on on a positive note, just so you know, we keep a balance. There's been like I think a million cases where people have like surpassed like them actually getting COVID and healing and actually being able to be clear of COVID. So that's a more positive note. Like people are actually like surviving through COVID. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, positive note about it, but still, like you were saying, there's no actual dip. People are yeah. actually, it's it's actually still going up steadily. It's not as fast as it was through April. So the curve is sort of like it's making its way, but it's not comfortably like dipping back down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, like that's that's like still a problem, especially you know, and it just blows my mind. People are still like, yeah, like put everything back the way it was. Like we didn't. It need doesn't to shut blow down. my mind. Well, it does. Like it doesn't blow my mind because, like, like I said a couple episodes ago, we live in a first world country. Kind of, we can only really speak for America because this is where we live. But it's like, what'd you expect? People want to make their money. They have bills and stuff, and they don't want to be in the house all the time. Like even when we were at the same home order. When we had it in place, you still saw people out during the day, like walking close to each other. Not like not everyone, but there are a lot of people who were when I was driving to the grocery store and stuff like that. So it's just like I kind of anticipated it. It's just that I'm worried about the second wave. And that's just me being honest. Yeah. Um, when I say like blows my mind, it's the fact that like how much better we could be handling this, but we aren't. And, you know, I know a lot of my friends are really tired of me, like, giving this example, but, I mean, like, Korea um, has probably handled it, if not the best, then definitely, like, up right up there in terms of, like, COVID-19, like, response, as in, like, they did drastic measures early on. Wait, just north so- or south? South. Like, uh, no, nobody knows what North, what's going on in North Korea. Like, I mean, North Korea is basically, like... What, well, what's his name died and then resurrected from the dead. <laughs> Saying the fact that you have a political reader that we have to like actually have a real discussion whether or not he's alive or dead. That That's just says so like yeah, like nobody knows what goes on in North Korea. But it, it, uh, it's just funny that they even like announced that to the world that he was dead. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, South Korea has done an amazing job because they were they did they did a lot of stuff early on just so they could avoid just total shutdown later. And it paid off. Like, people are still social distancing, but, you know, there's still a lot of businesses that are still open. Some stuff is still closed, obviously, especially, like, schools. Mm. Um, Schools are still online. But, uh, you know, people are still, like, going out and, you know, having fun. Like, they just had, like, their their big, you know, holiday week. Um, They had their golden week. Actually, it's still going on right now. And uh, people are actually going outside and, like, you know, hanging out with family and friends and, like, everything's all good. Um, obviously, they're still practicing social distancing, but, you know, life hasn't, life never stopped for them. Like, things never really shut down. They've changed. They the precaution, like you said, like, ahead of time. 
But it's kind of hard to like say that for worldwide because, I mean, news came out late through China. Like, let's just be honest. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, Korea had their first case the same exact day that we did. Sure. Obviously, we got our first world country arrogance too, so we can't can't deny that. So South Korea is a first world country too. They make a lot of money. <laughs> nah, but we have like we have our arrogance, like you know American arrogance. Like let's just um, behind the bush behind it. Like, arrogance. I mean, yeah, I mean it's the Western world type of arrogance. Yeah, like it is sad to say, but yeah, we have like it's a very specific kind of arrogance. Like I yeah. wouldn't. Because you're calling it like a first world arrogance. I, mean, I won't even call it a first world arrogance. I'll just call it, it's, a, it's American arrogance. Like, I remember I was like five years old. And my, like some of, the th- some of the things that my mom used to tell me. And she was just like, she she would not like hold back when we came to like just talking about like the way we do things here. And she's just like, yeah, Americans are arrogant. Yeah. And that's, like, that's the truth. <laughs> that was ingrained in me at an early age. And then as I got more and more older, I'm like, wow, that that is so true. <laughs> that is so true. We've um, been spoiled since World War Two, you know, and we didn't even like <laughs> contribute that much. But it is what it is. But um, let's segue into the topic for today. Uh, I started off last time we were on air, so I'm gonna let you start off, uh, if you don't mind. Yeah. So um, today uh, our featured topic we're talking about uh, algorithms. Getting a bit more technical this week. Um, there's a lot of different avenues we can take this um and we both have our kind of own things we want to touch on but before we get into all of that uh just kind of scratching the surface on the definition right uh so algorithms the first thing you might think of you might think of like you know sequencing so like in the most most basic of terms think of algorithms as like a sequence of directions that uh you follow but not that you as a human being but it's more so a sequence of directions for um computers and the best step-by-step instructions yeah so when i was a few years ago uh when i was at my first semester at umbc when i was still uh, an engineering student uh we had our introductory to engineering class and in this class uh you know we learned about algorithms from a very like basic sense and I remember that one of our in-class group projects was to basically we were all given a task that we want a computer to do. And we literally had to handwrite, not like code or anything, but we had to handwrite steps that uh, we would have the computer do in order to complete that task. And we would literally have to think like a computer and be very specific with the directions that we're giving it. And... Um, I think that was a, a pretty cool uh, assignment that we had because ever since then, like, I just fully like understand like what what like these sequences are actually how these sequences are actually written. So, with that being said, uh, since this is actually a topic that you all you specifically really wanted to talk about, yeah. uh, um, let me ask you um, why are algorithms important? Based off your definition, you basically told why it's important, but it's almost if you have a cell phone, some type of algorithm is coordinating your cell phone, especially when you're searching through the web or if you're on social media. Um, the best example is Google and their rankings. The reason why I'm giving the Google example because I'm learning about 
SEOs, which is search engine optimization. And it's basically just ranking the page for whatever you're searching for. And that's usually how algorithms work. They're giving like the highest search that you're looking for, what, what you are ideally looking for in the Google search. And then they'll have like the lease on either the third page or fourth page. But the first two pages, they're going to rank whatever you're looking for on those first two pages, whether it's for cars, whether it's for clothes, you name it. And then when it goes to social media, for instance, Instagram, because I've been paying attention to their algorithm and their algorithm changed the most. Um, the way it works for you to get viewership is either you pay to play to get more viewership because that's what it's about nowadays it's not really about likes as much even though that boosts a lot of people's self-esteem but they're trying to get away from likes and they're starting to use their organic reach and their exposure to your content as leverage opposed to how much likes you have but the way their algorithm works or what I've read and what I've been told about the algorithm is if people say you post a content, right? Say like five, ten people like it and two people comment. Uh, I kind of explained that bad. Okay, so say you post a content, right? They post it onto your timeline and maybe even to the explore page. Five, ten people like it and then like two people engage on your uh your post that's the first circle of group of people that they post uh, put it out to since there's some engagement and people liked it they're going to set it to another group of people with a lot more uh followers and a lot more uh, uh engaged type people they send it to them and then it's basically like testing testing your content whether it's going to actually be successful in that next group of people that they send it out to or it's just going to be stagnant and they'll leave it at the next group. But if it's successful, they move it up to a higher ranking and more uh, noticeable people. And that's how you get on an explore page half the time. So, but that constantly changes. It, I think like maybe 2016, 15, I really noticed like it was really about likes. And that's usually how you used to get on the explore page. But nowadays it's all about organic reach. And people are paying just for organic reach. Like the likes obviously matter because people like the content and stuff like that. But it's not the priority. It's the same thing for TikTok. Like TikTok, it's how many times people watch your content all the way through. Because one, TikTok's not even a social media platform. If you look mm -hmm. on their website, it's considered a short video platform. Something so like YouTube. Yeah, like YouTube, but it's a short video version of it. So mm -hmm. it's not even considered a, a, a social media platform. That's a lot of people didn't even understand about. I mean, you can look on their website. So it's kind of interesting how like the the this paradigm shift of like social media going into different avenues of how to content create. Uh, I kind of just went into the segue, which you would really wanted to talk about too, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's my opinion on the algorithms. Um, Another, I, I, well, let's go into that because I'm, I'm gonna give my my other spiel about it. But I'll put in more in the closing thoughts. So let's just go into the segue about um, social media and algorithms, mm. just because I basically gave my spiel about it. Go ahead. Yeah, um, something that I really wanted to talk about today, 
you know, you were talking about how algorithms influence like our social media platforms, TikTok and YouTube, um, and uh, how important they are for the content creators that reside on those platforms. So, you know, we were talking about this a bit, uh, you know, off the record, but um, content creators obviously, you know, make their living off of social media platforms and, uh, you know, YouTube and TikTok. Uh, so it's of the utmost importance that they understand how these algorithms work because they want to optimize, you know, their reach. Like you said, like you want to yes. get the most amount of likes, you want to get the most amount of comments, you want to drive up the engagement, you want to get exposure, you want to be on the explore page, like that legendary explore page. Um, and a couple of times, it's kind of weird. I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of weird. Weird flex, okay, but it's, it's weird. It's it's very weird. It's not. I don't even call it a flex. It's just odd. <laughs> but go ahead. Um, yeah, and. Uh, it's 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 basically your job to understand how this algorithm works and the problem with that is um as you said the algorithm can can occasionally change some platforms more than others like i believe on instagram like the algorithm's almost always changing like it has to yeah i'll I'll, I'll let you finish but i'll explain why it has to change all the time and a lot of a lot of other social media platforms are following instagram's a change in method. No, no, you go ahead. You can, I'll, 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 I'll wrap it up, but uh, you can you can go on in that. Let us know. Oh, just, I'm actually genuinely curious. Okay, so basically, the reason why it has to change is because uh, how people manipulate their like. That's why I was saying like likes. Like obviously, they matter because if it's good content, people are gonna like it. But mm-hmm. because people used to buy fake likes, fake fake followers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their about, like, fake likes. Yeah, fake so views. they constantly have to change their algorithm to like oversee that and make sure it's like genuine and like authentic content, you know? So and you're saying, I think that's um, what I was saying back in 2016. Like that's when you really started seeing the change more and more because of stuff like that. Because I remember uh, you were saying how. You said back in the day on Instagram, you know, it was all about the likes, but now it's more about the engagement, right? So like yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. And that's how you notice that a lot of uh, content creators that really like live off these platforms, I've sp- especially noticed it on Instagram, is yeah. how they always post stuff and always ask for engagement. Like, what do you guys think about this? Or vote one, two, three, four, which is your favorite. It's like they're called action when yeah. they ask for engagement, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, no, but I actually want you to go because what we were talking about this is about off air about um you don't have to name the guy if you don't want to, but how like yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Go ahead. Yeah, so you know, following this thread, right? Uh, you know, talking about the importance of all these algorithms, how they're always changing, and like that's very stressful for a lot of these content creators because, like I said, they have to always understand it, and you always have to like be in the loop of what's going on. So if you have something that's for the most part out of your control but you're still trying to control it it's it's very stressful and for a lot of people perhaps too stressful and uh you know we were saying because we were having a discussion it's like uh i believe that some content creators uh let you know the job of being a content creator uh drive them to depression and I think a big part of that is the you know the cha- ever changing algorithms and always having to create popular content. So if you see that you're you normally you're that you're on the rise and then all of a sudden like you start stagnating, 
like that 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 curve flattens or perhaps even the, some of the worst cases actually start to kind of go down um that is very heartbreaking for a lot of content creators and you know we were having this that's they're living off of it that's when it's like and, really and that's what like you know your argument is like well of course they're gonna be you know heartbroken because like that's that's their that's their revenue stream like that's how they make a living and i'm like yes that's true but you gotta think about it like this is that if i start some kind of youtube channel or twitter profile or instagram profile and i start from like almost nothing and then all of a sudden i have a base of like a million followers like even if my channel starts to go down and i start losing some revenue uh i've proven my worth as somebody that can become popular on social media to where like i'm very attractive to a lot of businesses who are trying to sort of like change their social media strategy and they need somebody that you know understands like how to navigate through these types of things so even if for some reason that your content channel falls off there's there's a lot of work opportunity out there because you've built that you have that experience like you had the you have the results like on top of that you build that brand like people are still gonna remember that brand i was about to say it's like not only just the experience like i said like the results like you have results like you have hard results and that will always keep you employed even if your own brand says like goes under or starts stagnating and um but i understand like how it's still stressful because that's something you put your heart and soul into but i don't know man like (laughs) i mean i kind of get sometimes where they're coming from not like the depression part maybe just because more of like (laughs) i get depressed when i pay my bills and stuff like that so like a lot of people who I notice who get more depressed about it are like, like more so like up and rising like kids who you know YouTube stars, TikTok stars, and all that. I'm like, yeah, I get it, but like in the outside world where you have to like worry about bills and actually like worry about like yeah. living your actual life, there's <laughs> other stuff to put into perspective. But I get where they're coming from because they put their all into it and then put so many hours into like making a video and if it flops it's like oh this sucks or like they made a video and they offended somebody and they lose like a hundred followers or like lose like like a sponsorship or something yeah sponsorship or something it's just like heartbreaking it's like they put so much work into it maybe they didn't put as much thought as they should have so i kind of get it but at the same time it's just like yo like you said you already built a brand about around it like Mm -hmm. just don't give up like think of the long haul yeah like and like you said, like you mentioned, like these younger people, it's like you have like these social media icons that are like 18, 19 years old and like they start like getting like depressed because it's like, you know, like they're they're stagnating or they're like dropping in popularity. And it's just like, dude, there's there's so much stuff in front of you. Like your life is literally just beginning. beginning. When I was 18 years old, like I was just starting college. I didn't know what the hell I was about to do with my life. Uh even right now like i still have a better idea but i'm still yeah. I'm still working there and uh when you got out of college you're gonna still be changing your mind here and there just as long yeah. as you get your experiences like you said it's about the experience mm-hmm. yeah and uh it's just it, i don't know like again again this is just me looking from the outside in because i i mean like I, I i'm not i'm not popping on social media like that um but those are my two cents <laughs> Trust me, 
the people who actually are making money off social media don't have like millions of followers they have okay let me explain this because they explain it all the time on tiktok because tiktok like if you want to monetize on tiktok you have it's better to be niche oriented on your on your like page then mm-hmm. just do what I'm doing. It's like a journey oriented because then sponsorships don't know where to categorize you at. But when you're niche oriented, those guys probably have like. All right, let me give a, a pseudo number. So I, I have like 100 plus K, right? But I'm more of like a journey finding where I fit in a niche, finding myself on TikTok. But say there's like a relationship guru or like a a tech expert right yeah and he has like 30k 30k followers he's probably able to monetize better because he has specific people who are following him for his content because they get educational value from his content opposed to my content which is more like and on my personal page on my personal page i have two pages on tiktok i have the podcast and then i have my personal page. My personal page is more like entertainment wise. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's monetizing better with his his uh page because he has specific group of people who are looking for his educational value and then he can monetize by giving like courses or like uh, uh asking questions or, or finding uh, certain sponsors will find him in that space, like either uh, relationship sponsors or or like uh, matchme.com or Tinder would sponsor him, or uh, just per se, like Microsoft or or Linux would sponsor him if he was in the tech field. You get what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. Like the followers don't re- just because you have a lot of followers it doesn't equate to like you making a lot of money. Mm. And, I, and that's probably just for now. You know what I mean? It could change. Yeah, I understand completely. Time. I understand completely. You get what I'm saying? Like, like that's what I'm saying. Like, like numbers kind of mess. Yeah, it skews like, with people's minds. Yeah. It skews people's minds. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's the same thing with likes. Same thing with likes too. Mm. Like, I think the reason why, just to piggyback off your depression with people like getting depressed when the numbers start to dip with followers, I think the reason why the algorithm was changing. With, let's just go back to Instagram. Coming from like most likes videos get on the explore page to like organic reach most views uh engagement is because like people in high school middle school college uh undergrad they started offing themselves because they weren't getting as much likes as their friends and it was really affecting women because mm. like it was like a beauty standard thing we i mean let's just be honest like <laughs> when it comes to instagram a lot of women, if you're very attractive and you, you're showing like yourself in more uh, sexual way, you're gonna get more engagement and more likes. Sex sells, yeah. I mean, that's, that's yeah, sex how it sells. Goes. Part of business. Sex is business. You know what I'm saying? Sex equals business. But say that girl in that friend group, not only would they get jealous, they would get depressed about themselves too, mm-hmm. and it was becoming like a social phenomenon. For a couple years now and that's why instagram was kind of forced to like change their their algorithm and and, and the principles about that i didn't even show you how many likes they get 
Yeah, well, like, well, it does for my personal page. I still see the likes for other people and me, but like my business pages, I barely I see others, and then I see like the first or a name that uh follows me on my business yeah. pages. Yeah, them. yeah, like it'll be just it'll be like in others, and if yeah. you have a lot, it'll say like in thousands others. But that's really all it'll tell you. It won't give you like an exact number or anything like that. Exactly. And that was the reason why is because it was really affecting people's minds. And like, you can see how like TikTok's helping it with it too. Like, especially as people who are like social media experts or uh, social media gurus, they're trying to help people understand like it's really about how many people can finish through your video and how yeah. many times you rewatch it. Yeah, that's YouTube's how, the same way. Yeah, YouTube's the same way. It's about not just about how many people click on the video, but also how many, like, where do people drop off, like, yeah. in your video? Are they actually finishing the video? Like, I remember, you know, this is discussion people were having, and somebody was like, I hate the YouTube dislike button, because uh, if you want something that'll make a video not show up, or, like, make a video, like, just, like, not get recommended to people, what does more damage than a dislike is uh, people not finishing the video, or, video. like, stopping stop watching after like a few seconds like that actually does more damage to your to your your videos exposure than the dislike button so that makes the dislike button kind of pointless like now people just use it to troll and stuff like that it's like like why why do you need it <laughs> like yeah. facebook doesn't have a dislike button like <laughs> yeah i mean yeah it's really a lot of people would troll it. especially like if they're envious like maybe that person actually likes it but because they don't like your personality they'll be like nah i'm gonna dislike it it's like all right or no like cool. you have like you have like subreddits that are like hey this person just posted this video hey let's all go in like, dislike. Yeah, dislike yeah like, like a mob mentality like, type thing yeah, like yeah it's crazy <laughs> but yeah i just um i don't know it's a good thing about like changing the algorithm but it's there's pros and cons to it the pro to it is like it's helping people understand like it's just about content creating like yeah. find your niche or go on your journey to find what you're good at and try to excel more once you find what you're good at or you have a niche put out content for it so you can gain a community behind it that's mm. the whole idea that's like the basic principle the first principle behind it like using social media platforms mm. um I guess Instagram just made it superficial when we were just showing our best side, you know. Hmm. When you're showing your best side, it, it um, it does something with the mind. It really does do something with the mind. I think that's the reason why I like TikTok is because like I can go in rough because I know other people are going in rough and they're just putting out content. Yeah. And like people, and, like millions of people will like it. They'll love it. Literally, like hundred thousand people will love it because you're being genuine. You're being your real side. People, you can see the paradigm shift that people are just not. It, they just don't like this like superficial side that people are yeah always... people got tired of that yeah this year you feel what i'm saying like it's just like i know you're not not like that all the time yeah. like i, I'm I think really... that's the reason why people like twitter as well because twitter yeah. like it's no superficial bull crap or anything like that like you just say say something like yeah you say how you feel like that's how it is yeah. and i think that's the reason why like you know twitter is still like extremely popular is because uh like i said like it's not superficial like people tweet what they it's raw. It's, it's, raw. It's, raw. It's, it's raw. It's raw. It's pretty raw. It's you raw. Are, like you go on Instagram, it's like very cherry picked. Like, and like I go on Instagram just to, like kind of check out people's stories and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. but like I just find myself way more engaged in like platforms like Twitter and obviously YouTube because I mean YouTube's a whole different beast. Uh, I'm not I'm not the fa- I'm not the biggest fan of TikTok. Like I know there's like some funny videos on there that some of my friends share me with, but uh, I'm, I learned I a lot been... of shit on TikTok. I'm not gonna lie, I learned a lot of shit, and then it t- it drags me to YouTube. So like people like use it as like advertisement. That's the reason why I really like it. But go ahead, you were saying? Yeah. No, 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 that, that, that was all I was about to say, right there. But yeah, I mean, I don't think it's gonna last that long. Um, the reason why I'm saying that is because all these platforms are the same way. I treat every platform like MySpace. It comes <laughs> and then it's gonna go. Like it's just a matter of time. Like Facebook, it's just in a demographic right now. But it's it's still depreciating as we speak. It's not. I don't getting, think it's depreciating. I think it's stagnant. It's okay. So it's depreciating. It's depreciating as like a social media app, and it's like staying stagnant as like a business app because a lot of people still use it for Facebook ads. A lot of people still use it for form yeah. of trade. It's like an upgrade version of Craigslist. Craigslist. Yeah, Facebook reference is huge. Yeah. Yeah. And- it's like a uh, version of Craigslist, yeah. to be honest. Like a lot of people use Facebook for business now. Yeah, and it's like um, you know you have like business pages on Facebook. It's like like my page on Facebook, you know, and yeah, you know, yeah. and then like Instagram's slowly dying down for many reasons. The superficial, the change in algorithm. It's just been around for almost. Oh, it came like oh eight, oh nine. 2010 maybe I don't know. It became uh, like, uh, or no, it was I mean, like 11. My account 2012. It was like 11 or 10, one of those two. Yeah. Come I got man. it right out of high school, so it was around then. But yeah, same, around, same time. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like it's around nine, ten years. So it's around ten years. It's had a good run, but like I can see it going down and almost dying out. That's why they're trying new things to save it, but it's just like. It's left a lot of people like emotional scars, you know what I mean? So it's just like yeah. when people look for other outlets like Visco, TikTok, all those other platforms, Byte, it's because it's just just it's a marketplace. It's the competition starting to see like, all right, they're they're getting old, they're the old way. People found a problem with this app like Instagram, and they're gonna try to solve it with other um, new innovating ideas. Um, YouTube is surviving because it's still like a long format video making yeah, channel. Yeah, because there's really nothing really like YouTube. Like you yeah. said, that long format, like video on demand, and it's like just the open endedness. Like YouTube, honestly, is like now like a kind of like a cultural cut- touchstone. That's why YouTube will never go away. So I don't it's think it's a universal will. television. Yeah, like, universal Twitter will never go away. Uh, Twitch will never go away. Uh, it's just like it's just too ingrained. <laughs> um, the only thing, the only problem with YouTube is just behind the scenes because apparently uh, Google has like a hard time like making money off of YouTube. But obviously, they don't want to like shut down YouTube because YouTube is just that important to us. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, you just a lot of people learn a lot from YouTube. That's the reason mm-hmm. why. Um, yeah, it's, like it's just like you said, they're just a video on demand. Man, yeah, and that's kind of good. Mm-hmm. I don't know about hard making money off YouTube only because like Google AdWords and Google Analytics still like. Well, I mean, like Google themselves selves, okay. are having a hard time like monetizing. I'm not talking about content creators. Like content creators, like you know, they 
they make a lot of money off you. I mean, not, maybe not YouTube itself, but like, you know, no, just not, not incorporating anymore. YouTube with like Patreon and stuff like that. Um, I was yeah. really into YouTube like back in like 2012, 13. And, like, it was harder because uh, the tools to make quality content were more like expensive, expensive. Or hard to use. Like nowadays, it's it's actually like it's pretty not that difficult because you know we have better tools now. We have better like guides and just resources to make more quality content. So now the standards have been raised. So, but here's the thing about back in the day, it was about consistency. It wasn't really. It wasn't really. It was more about quantity, and then you finding like a niche and being consistent. That's what I was noticed. Like I noticed a lot of people like. The only person I can like think about that people could relate to is Gary Vee. When I was looking at some of his old videos, it was shitty quality. But because he had the niche about talking about wine and like the context of his uh, videos and he was consistent, mm-hmm. that's why he got noticed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you could have the production doesn't have it didn't have to be up to par. It was about the context, the context and being consistent. So, you know, on the topic of YouTube and their algorithms, uh, YouTube has like a notorious sort of system like underneath that like certain topics they normally don't recommend to people. Like, you know, the most recent example is COVID-19. If you have a video that like says COVID-19 in it or the title has COVID-19 on it, uh, it's it does not get shared by YouTube. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's why, like, when people make videos about it, like, they don't actually say it. Like, or say, put it in the caption or in the description. Uh, I don't know how deep it goes. I'm just basing this off of, like, this actual video I saw. And, like, the title was, like, I have, quote, it. And this is my experience living with, quote, it. And <laughs> in the video, he doesn't even say it either. Like, yeah, I have it. It. And... Yeah. This is how I'm living right now. And I'm like, wow, it's like YouTube actually like penalizing people for talking about COVID-19. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, I guess they um, don't want to create hysteria on YouTube. because Yeah, that's true. That's true. But it's just, you know, like like you said, like, you know, the topic of this video, like the algorithm and stuff. It's like Google actually like tries to control the overarching narrative on YouTube via the use of algorithms and like just. Because I think it's like, I don't even think that these videos will get demonetized, but content creators that like know their way around YouTube can tell if their video is actually not being shared. Based on, especially if you're like, if you're a popular, you know, content creator and you just upload it and then naturally, you know, people are going to see it and like flock to it, you know, usually like, you know, goes up, up, up. But if you see like that line stagnate and like now, like for a bit, you were getting like, you know, like when you first uploaded, you were getting like twenty thousand views per hour. Now you're only getting like five hundred views per hour. Then like you know that it's like oh crap, like YouTube like is like not fucking with this video. <laughs> uh, and it's crazy. Yeah, it's that's that's very true. There, there's certain words that are like flagged in the algorithm, mm-hmm. or like certain phrases that are flagged in the algorithm where it's just like we don't want to share that or have it. We'll have a shadow ban. Yeah, the shadow ban or ghost ban. Twitter does the same thing as well. If you share something that not is not necessarily against the rules, like I'm not talking about like sharing like actual like pornography, 
but something that's like sexually uh, <laughs> Twitter has straight up. Well, Twitter does have a lot of porn. Yeah, has straight up porn on they it. Have, they do have straight up porn, but I'm talking like, about they're, very, they're like, oh, porn, bring it our way. Like they're the only social media platform where they're just like, I don't give a fuck. But bring it like our said, way. Like that, that stuff doesn't get like you know recommended to you. What I mean yeah. is that like even if you have something that's even just like sexually implicit, like it just implies something sexual. Sometimes that can trigger the the ghost ban, and not only will that tweet itself not get recommended to people, but even that account will not show up in like your who to follow type of list. Because mm. I've seen it, I've seen I've seen like legitimate Twitter accounts like for like real businesses, like you know that I guess like their social media guy like got a little too excited and like posted something that was a little sexually implicit. And then the the business account got ghost banned, and it was it was hilarious. Cause <laughs> and you kind of you kind of have to do your own research if you're getting ghost banned or shadow banned, because like sometimes you won't even know. Like it's yeah. just like the only time you really know. Say you say you get you're used to getting like 50 likes within like. Well, I know for Twitter, there's actually a there's actually a way to check. Ah. I forget like the actual steps, but um, because it was all part of the story because somebody actually checked and then they tweeted about. It. I was like, yo. This account got shadow banned. <laughs> really? Yeah, and they showed like the receipts and everything, and I was just like, "Whoa!" Yeah, like usually when you find out, it's through like a third party like app or source. Yeah, yeah. If you're shadow banned or ghost banned, just because it's kind of hard to tell on the platform itself. Yeah. Sometimes, but every case it varies. But um, let's uh give our closing thoughts. I guess I'll start off. Um. Basically, algorithms at the end of the day is about problem solving. Like, if there's a problem, then they find the most efficient way and effective way to find a solution. Hence, why you give algorithms a step by step instruction so it can execute what you need on the platform, especially when it comes to the internet or social media. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not just used on social media. It's used in almost everyday lives. Like people use it in the government, people use it in the private sector, people use algorithms everywhere. Shoot, your job might even use algorithms, and you may not even like notice it at all. Like mm -hmm. it's very, it's very, very effective um, tool. Um, probably most most innovating tool of our lifetime. It's the algorithm. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'll leave it at that. Algorithms. It's the shit, but it also is kind of, um, it has its kinks. People are working through it. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's an everyday, it's pros and cons to it, just like a lot of other things in life. What about your uh, last thoughts, Brian? Yeah, like you said, pros and cons. Uh, I feel like we've been focusing a bit more on the negative sides in this podcast, but I just want to stress, like, uh, you know, algorithms are, like, kind of necessary for use especially in, like these social media platforms because they help tailor make like for example into like twitter without twitter without algorithms like everything you would see would just be like in chronological order Word. and some people or like a good chunk of people do prefer that because some people don't like the cons that algorithm he brings and like some things like sometimes some important information gets like buried on top of, on top of stuff that twitter thinks is more important for you um but you know going back to the pros is that it gives you a more personalized timeline and for the most part 
especially nowadays, has been doing a better job of actually, like, giving you, like, the hard, like, breaking, like, news, or, like, the really important stuff, like, first, as soon as, like, you, like, refresh your timeline. And, um, along with recommending you, uh, profiles to follow that are actually relevant to you, especially if you, you're purposely trying to influence the algorithm to recommend you more things that you're interested in, like, for example, in my Twitter profile, like I've been going on like a know, like a following string for the past like couple months, and I've been following following a lot of like uh, industry professionals that like I want to learn more about and learn more from, uh, based off the this, this um, certain job I want, and um, I have been allowing the algorithm to do its thing and recommend me people that they think I should know. And nine times out of ten, it's actually been pretty dead on, mm. like. I check out their profile. I read some of their tweets. I'm like, yeah, I want to follow this person. And hit yeah. the phone. <laughs> the algorithms uh, pay attention to your content. Like, yeah, they pay attention yeah. to your content, the metadata behind your content. Like, they're, they're paying close attention to it. So, yeah. I mean, like you said, some people do like uh, the chronological order, but then some people want to follow like minded people like themselves. Yeah. Um, me personally, if I had a Twitter profile where I only follow people I know in person, like I only follow like close friends, you know, like I said, people that I know IRL, I would I would probably prefer the chronological order because I don't want Twitter trying to decide what's more important in terms of news amongst like my actual friends. Mm. And I think that's the problem with Facebook. I think that's the reason why people are more, you know, harsh towards facebook's algorithm timeline algorithm as opposed to twitter's because like most people do treat facebook as a more personal profile and like they they're friends with people that they are actually like friends with so having an algorithm kind of judge their news is a little iffy but it works much better for twitter instagram as well i would say instagram instagram really prioritizes people that like profiles that you actually visit a lot or people that you engage with a lot and they'll obviously put them first like you see especially in like the stories like the order like even if somebody like posted the story and it's like 23 hours old if it's a it's a profile that instagram deems like is close to you like that's relevant to you they will put that like first in the list and uh that's like really easy to notice and um but i think twitter nails it the best but uh yeah that's really all i have to say about this i mean i think this is a good discussion um i know you said we focus more on the dark side about algorithms or more critical side about algorithms but oh no i think we gave like a like all-around discussion about it and that's just my opinion on it um at least on my side i think uh algorithms influence us definitely that's one thing that's definitely true about it whether it's pros and cons it influences the way we think online um and its intent is to better our our search online to be more efficient online instead of like Mm -hmm. digging through the piles digging deeper and deeper because it's time consuming so it's just trying to whatever you're looking for it's trying to shorten that time span. That makes sense. Like it's not yeah. trying to, you know, like you going like say you're trying to count how many people are in the room. You're not doing it by like one, two, three. No, you're doing it by like groups, like three, mm-hmm. six, four. You know what I'm saying? Like it's trying to help you get to where you need to be within a short amount of time. 
Yeah. Which I don't blame him for. But, um, yeah, let's close out. I guess I'll start off with uh, my social media stuff. Once again, my Instagram is p dot underscore n i g m a, and our podcast Instagram is at n underscore c a s t underscore, and then you can find me on Twitter, which is Nigma Prince n i g m a p r i n c e, and then you can also write questions to us at our Gmail, which is ncastpodcast at gmail.com and yeah that's all i got how about you brian yeah so uh, if you want to reach out to me on twitter that's uh brian lives life b-r-i-a-n-l-i-v-e-s-l-i-f-e let's have a talk yeah let's talk that's the whole point of a podcast that's the point of knowing brian and i we're here to talk to intrigue our minds and hopefully we intrigue yours Mm-hmm. Until next time, Brian, close us out. Annyeonghaseyo, <laughs> domaneyo. Aya, peace. <laughs>